Speculate to Accumulate by Amhara Devnant. So, I was walking back home, hand in pocket, rolling those warm, sweaty coins around. All seven of them. You see, I currently have £1.39 to my name. A pound coin, a 50, a 20, a 10, a 2 and two ones. This has to last me 10 days. I'm okay, like. I've got food and stuff in. Thankfully, I had the foresight to buy the basics, the bulky stuff like pasta and beans and rice and all that. And to be fair, they've lasted. I froze that other half of the Don Mio stirring I had too. So the plan was to bulk that up with the remaining tin of tuna from the cupboard and the nearly monkey pepper. So that's like another four meals covered, isn't it? Anyway, I was looking forward to my meal and considering whether I should blow the rest of my cash flow on a scratch card and a double-decker, whether it be safe to refreeze the stirring sauce, or whether I should save my cash for emergency wine gums, or anything else that might creep up towards the middle of the week. The scratch card, you see, could be an investment. It could solve a few problems. But there's always the risk it could wipe me out. And you know, I'm not skint, not totally, not yet. I still have my £1.39 fallback. I still have possibilities. Not many, admittedly, but they're still there. And that's where I was, you see, when I saw the poster. It could just be another poster, or it could be the greatest opportunity that has ever presented itself to me. The poster had a picture of a black and white fluffy cat on it. It was badly photocopied, probably on the office photocopier and sellotaped to the lamppost at the end of the road. I didn't recognise the cat, but it was missing, and I felt a bit bad about that. The cat looked pretty friendly too, and I'm sure the owners, Dave and Kate, so the poster said, were missing it. Or Jasper, rather. Not it. Jasper was the cat's name, according to the caption. I mean, poor Dave and Kate. They'd put the poster up, hadn't they? They'd taken the time to find the best photo of him, the best likeness, make the poster, copy it, go round desperate with grief, sticking it to lampposts. They obviously cared. And you know, you see these posters sometimes, don't you? From time to time they creep up and you never see the cat after. You never see the people skipping around the streets blind with joy, ripping the posters down, whooping that their precious pet has been returned to them unharmed, so you never know whether it's been found safe and well, or whether the cat smugglers got it, or whether it ended up under the wheels of a car. And you know, that's quite unsatisfying, isn't it? You never know the end of the story, never get the outcome. You only ever see the posters, weather-worn and faded. I wanted to know I wanted to know what would happen to Jasper. I wanted him to be reunited with Dave and Kate in a blanket of smothers and whiskers, or whatever it is the other two cats prefer. The other thing that made me think maybe they were desperate to find Jasper was the reward they were offering. 300 quid, the poster said. Not an insignificant amount. And you know, he looked like quite a nice cat. But he didn't look like a 300 quid reward type cat. I mean, I doubt it was pedigree. From the photo, it looked more like your common garden moggy. But he'd have to be pretty special to warrant such a large reward. 
Maybe he does the hoovering for them. Maybe he's a secret drugs mill. Or maybe he's just a dazzlingly witty, fun guy. Maybe Dave and Kate were just loaded. Either way, the more I thought about it, the more I wanted in. I should find this cat. I should solve this mystery. I should lap up the glory. Not to mention, claim my reward and live like a king for the next ten days. I mean, thirty quid a day? I could buy quilted toilet roll and everything. So, I need a plan. And a cheap one at that. Dave and Kate only live in the next street down. And chances are, Jasper hasn't gone far. This could be the making of me, the beginning of a beautiful friendship, of evening round in theirs with glasses of wine and takeaways. Think now, what are my assets? Not many at the moment, that's for sure. But I do have two fully functioning feet, which means I could pound the pavements in search of Jasper, costing me nothing but time, and possibly a soggy toe from the hole in the sole of my left shoe. But if Jasper were on a main road, he would have been found. He would have answered to his name being called. Somebody would have seen him. Cats don't go missing on main roads. They get killed on them, but they don't go missing. I don't especially want to find a cat's corpse, and I'm not sure whether they'd pay out for that anyway. I don't remember seeing the crucial dead or alive bit on the poster. I don't suppose they'd want a dead cat back. I don't suppose a dead cat is much use to anybody aside from a taxidermist. No, I need to be cleverer than that. Cats normally go missing in sheds or gardens or up trees or whatever. Now all the gardens round here back onto each other and are inaccessible from the road. So if he was in one of them, any sleuth searching the roads wouldn't find him. Not many people are out in the gardens at this time of the year, so they wouldn't hear him mewing. So, first step, check out the back. If he's there, winner. Now the other major asset I have at my disposal is a tin of tuna. Cats love a bit of tuna, so here's the thing. Do I throw caution to the wind, crack open the tin of tuna, spread it all over the lawn, and wait for Jasper the greedy little minx to come and gobble it up? Thus, returning him safe and well to my soon-to-be new best friends, Dave and Kate? Now the obvious pitfall of this plan is that the aforementioned tin of tuna should form a large part of my sustenance for the next four days. So if it were to be used, it should not be done lightly. Jasper may be injured or stuck somewhere, locked in, blocked in, unable to drag himself far, so if I spread the tuna, it needs to be done with caution, with thought, as to the places he could get to. I also don't want to draw a myriad of fitter, healthier, less missing cats to snaffle the tuna before poor, broken, tired Jasper is able to get to it. That would do my head in, and would be a waste of scarce resources. If I had the cash, then I would in fact just buy another tin of tuna, use one to feed myself, and the other to lure Jasper. But I have done my research, and apparently 139 is no longer enough money to actually purchase a tin of tuna. I have visited both local supermarkets and the cheapest I could get it for would be one fifty-five. It's only 16p I know, but I have checked in old coat pockets, down the back of the sofa, all the obvious places, and I simply don't have it. Probably because I checked all those places last week, gained 21p and bought myself a Freddo, and I had some change. I have of course considered tin salmon as a viable alternative, but the price on this is way beyond my means. 
don't get me started on salmon. There is, I suppose, a compromise solution to this that I have yet to consider. Namely, that the tuna is in fact tinned in brine. Now, I would think that brine, with its delicious, fishy aroma, would be the magnet to my metal cat. The traces of tuna in there, too, would surely be too much for Jasper to resist. Normally, I would hastily throw open the tin and drain the brine straight down the sink. But what if I were to carefully decant the brine into a separate vessel and sprinkle it across the back lawn? I could cover a vaster area, the stench of one tiny drop traceable for miles. Do I have a pipette? I could probably achieve the same goal, if not greater, as spreading the tuna itself, but at the same time succeeding to conserve my meal ticket. Yeah, the garden would stink for a while, but maybe that's the price I have to pay. Downsides to this would include rain. Would this wash away the brine, or would the smell persist? I have no doubt, of course, that this too would draw many cats from all around, but I suppose if I sat at the back window and watched, I could single out Jasper from the other cats and grab him when he put in an appearance. If I went back to the lamp post, I could take the poster down, not only eradicating any competition that might be out there, but also providing myself with a fail-safe method of recognising Jasper from all the other black and white cats out there. Let's face it, there has to be a few. Still, if Jasper was stuck or hurt, not even the delicious brine could tempt him. I would feel bad if he's out there starving, stuck under someone's shed or up a tree unable to move because of a broken leg or with his eyeball hanging out being teased by the bouquet of tin matured brine wafting up to his little nostrils. What if this were to tip him over the edge? He could really do some damage to himself falling out of a tree. Could my master plan actually finish him off? Should I feel guilty about this when in actual fact I would never know? I would only learn the outcome if I succeeded in actually finding him and returning him safely. No doubt it would niggle me but I'd have to get over it. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there, and let's face it, I need to make some cash. If Jasper is the man I think he is, he'll help me out. He'll have my back like I've got his. So, is it all worth it? In the end, that's the question I've got to ask myself. Should I speculate to accumulate?